the SD Podcast Channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us. My name is Raven, professional wrestling superstar. Listen to Jay's Week in Wrestling Podcast. Quote the Raven, nevermore. One Yo, 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 what is going on? Welcome to the Jay's Weekend Wrestling Podcast. I am your host. I am Jay once again, bringing you all the hits and misses when it comes to professional wrestling. I am back. It has been a while. I know you missed me. This is episode number 66, and um, plenty of things have gone down since the last time you've heard my beautiful voice. <laughs> um, we've had forbidden doors opened. We've had blood and gut battles we've had um a supposed last match by someone who probably should have ended it on the high note when they had their last match back at wrestlemania 24 but we'll get into that in a minute um <laughs> we've had summer slams we've had ring of honors we've had plenty of things go down since the last time we have spoke but you know what i'm here i'm back and i'm gonna get into some of that here today um it is Sunday, August 7th, 2022, and um, I'll tell you this, um, I'm going to get into SummerSlam from last week, I'm going to get into Rick, woo, Rick Flair's, and if you can see me, if this was video as well as audio, which I'm going to delve into very, very soon, if, for those of you who don't remember or who have not followed me um on this podcasting journey that i've been on you will know that this started with me doing live videos this started the jay's weekend wrestling thing started on facebook live when facebook live first became uh, a thing like i always you know throw it out there and i i'm wrong probably but still i go with it because it's fun to say that um <laughs> i was doing facebook live before facebook live was cool and i i did at least seven anywhere of the range from seven to ten videos until i actually decided um, to jump on with my brothers over at the S and D podcast channel to do this here particular podcast. And I want to say that was six years ago. <laughs> How crazy is it now? I've been doing this for a while. And even before that, I did a podcast obviously with my brother Izzy Israel Estrella, um, for a couple of years before doing the live videos into my own thing here with the S and D podcast channel. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, eh, shit, it's been almost six, it's been six years. <laughs> and, as, you know, it, I do it out of love, man. It's, 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 you know, it's not just a hobby for me. I, I love to do it. You know what I mean? It's something, it comes easy to me because it's like, I do this all the time anyway. So I might as well jump on the mic and do what I do best. And that is talk about this. <laughs> you know what I mean? So with that being said, I, I'm not going to get too much into, or probably any at all of AEW this week, because I, honestly, ever since blood and guts, I haven't really watched, um, not because I don't want to, it just, it just played out that way. Honestly, um, there've been other things and, and, you know, I watched a, a SummerSlam and the lead up to SummerSlam. And then I saw that. Then the night after, this was last week, the night after was Ric Flair's final match. And if you can see me on video, I'm doing quotations because I saw a video earlier today of him in Puerto Rico doing things with Carlos Colon. And I was just like, oh, come on. <laughs> Did anybody think, you know, the the tag match that he had with Jay Lethal against Jeff Jarrett and um and Andrade with Jay Lethal and Jarrett against him and Andrade. Then anybody really think that was going to be the last thing he does? 
a lot of guys from that did the Ric Flair roast over Starcast weekend, and 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 even guys that, from the night, because there was guys who who uh, paid tribute to Flair and and gave heartfelt messages and all this other stuff. A lot of guys said, "Is it his final match? Is it?" And I tell you, I'm gonna get into that card in a little bit, and I can tell you this: it better be, because he looked every bit of his 73 year old birth certificate would say he is. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to stop. I hope he got it out of his system because it was hard to watch. But I'm going to get into that. SummerSlam was last week, then went into Raw, and then SmackDown from this past Friday. Let's just say Triple H has already left his mark on the main roster now that he's in charge took over for for Vinnie Mac and 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 I forgot and I failed to even mention because the last time we spoke last time I did a show I talked about the the allegations that were out there against Vince McMahon and you know made a little light fun about it and stuff like that even though it it is serious but you know it's Vince McMahon he gets he gets away with everything right apparently he couldn't get away from this one so Obviously, he posted on Twitter. He sent out his release saying that he retired at 77 years old. He has decided to call it a, you know, a career. And now uh, Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan pretty much are the co-CEOs. And Triple H is not only the head of talent relations, he is also the head of creative. So, and we saw that from Jump on this SummerSlam card which we're going to get to after cuz I'm going to talk about Ric Flair's final night final match pay-per-view. It was a it was a full card. It wasn't just a Ric Flair match for the for anybody who didn't watch. Um <laughs> I'll tell you this, the uh, the card wasn't bad. It was not bad at all. Um I, you know, as a fan, you know, you see some of these matches put together and it's like, "Oh, okay." You know what I mean? And and I I'm not going to lie and say I didn't enjoy it. You know what I mean? It was a good it was a decent show. And um, I'm going to get into it right now. They had a pre-show match um, representing New Japan. Uh, a lot of different wrestling companies, um, you know, took part in this pay-per-view. It was a Jim Crockett Promotions uh, showcase. You had Tony Schiavone and, and David Crockett doing commentary. And from time to time, depending on which federation had a match going that federation's um, commentator will jo- would join Tony and 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 Crockett to do commentary, which is pretty cool. It was a good show. I'm not going to sit here and and poo poo the whole show. The main event was, but um, <laughs> we'll get into it though. You had Ren. I'm a hopefully I don't butcher these guys' names. Ren Narita defeating Yuya Yamura. Okay, it was a five minute, 30 second match. This was what they considered a young lions match, meaning these are uh, when they call someone a, a young lion in New Japan, meaning they're training, they're they're paying their dues and eventually uh, a la NXT to the main roster. Eventually, they'll be given a character and they'll be able to pursue, you know, their full full fledged career in New Japan. And you'll notice them because the young lions usually just wear black trunks, black boots, um, no designs on their attire. They pretty much have no character. They are the beginnings of a created character in SmackDown or, or whatever video, WWE 2K. You know what I mean? They are a generic, regular, you know, custom one, custom two. You know what I mean? And that's how New Japan has done it forever. Um, they'll have their names, and that's about it. Until, they, until the higher-ups in New Japan have deemed them worthy to have a character, to have a storyline put behind them and their first feud. So, which is which I think is pretty cool. I mean, you probably won't be able to get away with that in the in 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 the states because that's what they have the lower level shows for. Like your you know, NXT is a little bit different because a lot of those guys are kind of established, but they're getting them set up for the WWE system. So probably their love NXT level up, which is lower than NXT. So probably your level ups, you know, for, for AEW, the your AEW Dark Elevations, AEW Dark, even Ring of Honor at this point, you'll probably put some of the some of those up and comers on there now um to build them up. And then, you know, like <laughs> I'd say your your impacts and and you know your your independence. You know, that's what these guys are for. But yeah. That was a five-minute match. Not too bad. 
Then they had a battle, a bunkhouse battle royal with different random wrestlers from random companies. It was won by a dude named Mance Warner, who's from Game Changer Wrestling, which is like, (sighs) I've seen a few of those GCW shows. I enjoy, I can enjoy it, but that's your, similar to what CCW was, your, you know, your uh, deathmatch, those are your deathmatch varieties of pro wrestling, which, you know, it's fine. You know, they have decent matches on there. I'm not going to crap on it. But, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, (laughs) The MDK guy. Uh, mm, uh, I can't believe it's slipping my mind. Uh, Nick Gage. Nick Gage came out in the middle of the Battle Royal, said, F this, you know, GCW is going to take over. And then all of a sudden you had 10 or 15 GCW guys just stormed the ring and they all joined the Battle Royal. And this one guy, Mance Warner, won it by eliminating Bully Ray, who now is involved with the NWA. So uh, that battle royale lasted all of 11 minutes, which is all right. That's fine. I don't need like a 40, 30-minute full Royal Rumble. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was pretty cool. Um, what we have here. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually going to be doing some double duty here because I'm doing the show. And in another like 10 minutes, I'm going to be involved in one of my many, many fantasy football drafts that are coming. I honestly forgot that it was tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, this is not going to be a super long show. And on top of that, you know, I can multitask with the best of them. So <laughs> the next match of the this was the first match of the main card. You had the Motor City Machine Guns, Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin. They deemed this a TNA tag team dream match, which is interesting because the American Wolves, Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards weren't together that long in impact for them to be deemed a dream match tag team i would consider this uh independent dream tag team match like an indie dream match you have the motor city machine guns versus the wolves uh davy richards and eddie edwards this match i mean obviously was pretty good davy richards can still go eddie edwards is is a heavyweight now it's not going to be the same as it was before because eddie edwards has put on some weight Uh, not to say he's out of shape because he's not but the reason why the the guns and and the wolves were so great at these matches along with the young bucks which back then they were known as generation me and other x division style tag teams is because they were technically cruiserweights they were cruiserweights that could run around the ring they could do the flips they could do the technical wrestling and all this other craziness eddie edwards is now he's a heavyweight wrestler he's been a heavyweight wrestler for a little while now he was a he's a former impact world champion i think he was a ring of honor world champion as well he's been in the world uh not he's been in the heavyweight division for a while now so for him to get back in there and try to do what they were famous for which is all the you know and eddie was the bigger guy to begin with when he was teaming with davy richards back then he wasn't small small but he wasn't a heavyweight either now he's a full-fledged heavyweight so it's tougher for, for him he's he's a little slower you know the match overall was a good match uh lasted 10 minutes and you know it, it was a it was a decent match not bad davy boy smith jr now this was representing mlw major major league wrestling davy boy smith jr harry smith goes up against killer cross along with scarlet bordeaux now <laughs> we'll be we'll be hearing a lot more of killer cross later on but we'll get there um <laughs> so carrion carrion uh, you see i'm already trying to dive in killer cross defeated davy boy smith jr in five minutes a lot of people say it was a squash it was not a squash it was a back and forth five minutes it was just that much um offense being put in um they were considering this like a kind of because you know uh, MLW is kind of like a hybrid uh, promotion. They 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 uh, they talk about how it's it's hybrid wrestling, kind of like Pancrase is used to be called hybrid wrestling. Um, it's not just uh, luchadors style, you know, the Mexican style. It's also the Japanese style, the British style, um, the American style, catches catch can and all that other stuff. Uh, you know, so they put it all together to make this style of wrestling with that MLW has been famous for, for forever. 
Because a lot of people don't remember MLW started back in like 2002. Like it was a part of that rave of 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 indie feds that came around that had like AJ Styles and your Christopher Daniels, your Sabus. They had some of the ECW guys and some of the guys that didn't jump to WWE right away with their WCW contracts. And I remember younger guys like Sanjay Dutt. And uh, Jimmy Yang was a part of it for a while. You even had Dr. Def, Steve Williams, Terry Funk, Jerry Lola, like a lot of different names that were either back and forth between WWE and TNA had just started. And, um, you know, so so that's when I watched it. CM Punk, Raven, um, you know, a lot of those big names. You had uh, from New Japan, yes, Shatoshi Kojima was, was, was in there at one point. Um, you had a lot of big Vampiro. Um, you know, they had the extreme horsemen, Steve Carino, they had Dusty Rhodes. They had a lot of names. <laughs> it was it was pretty cool. I can get it once every so often, just like ECW was. They had Joey Styles as the announcer. Um MLW now is kind of like mixed in with um lucha what's left of lucha underground you know what i mean uh, you have your dario cueto and 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 you know la parka and a lot of these other other guys involved um which is cool but it, it, it's it's uh, and i like it because you know uh, another guy that's involved in it was in a match later on in the night you know your joseph Fatus and your alex hammerstones um you know the Krugers, you know, a lot of those guys that are there are very, very talented, and I will not be surprised, not be surprised if this whole show, and, and my boy Sammy told me this, and I agreed 100%, this whole show was just to showcase a lot of these guys that WWE is probably going to take real quick, and they already took one, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but um, next match, we had a four-way match to determine the number one contender for the Progress World Championship. Now, Progress is a a United Kingdom-based professional wrestling company, and um, this was to determine the number one contender. I honestly don't know who the champion is, and I didn't do research on it, so there you go. Um, (laughs) But you had uh, Alan Angels, who was a part of AEW's Dark Order for a little while, and uh, since he's left the company and since then he's been with Impact and now I guess he's doing progress. Um, I'm going to butcher this guy's name. Uh, Konosuke Takashita. Yeah, he's like a big deal right now, working all over the place. Um, Nick Wayne, who is the son of a legendary professional wrestler back from back in the day. Um, and Jonathan Gresham, which is interesting because, you know, all these uh, uh, websites were saying after Jonathan Gresham lost the Ring of Honor world title to Claudio Castagnoli that he was so pissed off at, at, at uh, AEW and, 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 and cussed Nick, uh, Nick Khan. Uh, what the hell is his name? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tony Khan. Uh, I get so many cons now in, w, in in the world of wrestling. Um, he was so mad at Tony Khan and and cussed him out and wants out of of the AEW umbrella. And and this is bullcrap the way he was booked and all this other stuff. I'm done with wrestling for now. But now he's the number one contender for the Progress World Title because he won this match. <laughs> so it looks like he has some stuff that he still has to do before he uh, apparently takes a break from the world of professional wrestling. And the thing is, I like Jonathan Gresham. It's just, I've said it for years. You're not going to take that guy seriously as a world champion. He is so tiny. (laughs) Listen, the guy's put together. He's in shape. He's big. He's big stature-wise, but he is short. He is so short. Um, You know? And, and, you know, he's very a great technical wrestler, no doubt about it. But to, to, to see him as a world, as a heavyweight champion, can't do it. Standing next to Claudio, he looked, you know, he looked very, very little. <laughs> Claudio's a monster, but, you know, come on. Come on. <laughs> and I like Gresham. Don't get it twisted. I like the guy, but come on. Then up next, we had a tag team match, uh, kind of a tribute style match. We had four horsemen and Rock and Roll Express. We had the representing the Rock and Roll Express. We had Ricky and Carrie Morton. Carrie Morton is the son of Ricky Morton. And they were accompanied by Robert Gibson, uh, Ricky Morton's tag partner from 
the legendary Rock and Roll Express. And then representing the Four Horsemen, we had Brock Anderson, the son of the legendary enforcer Arn Anderson. And he was tagged up with Brian Pillman Jr., which a lot of people don't remember. Brian Pillman at one point was a part of the Four Horsemen. Um, damn, I got the seventh pick in this draft. Can you believe this garbage? Yeah, they <laughs> terrible. What a terrible position but whatever <laughs> um <clears throat> we had ray phoenix defeat bandito laredo kid and black tarus by pinfall this match was 11 minutes long it was something to see it was an amazing match and and i need to see the five way that these five had will uh el hijo de vikino and um triple a because apparently that was voted as one of the greatest matches of, of of definitely of this year, let alone of all time. But I'll give my version. I'll give my take on that. But I would love to see that match because this match was very good. And to add the the mega champion from AAA into that match, I need to check that out. Um, like I said, I mentioned Jacob Fatu earlier. Jacob Fatu, who's the former MLW champion, um, he is going went up against Josh Alexander, the walking weapon for the Impact World Title. Um, great match. I thought those two meshed very well. I thought they had a great contest going back and forth, high impact moves. Um, and just for it to end in 10 minutes and 30 seconds because of from a no contest, because they both got jumped by Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. <laughs> now, Matt Cardona, if he was healthy beforehand, belonged on this show for the mere fact that that dude has been like the independent wrestling MVP since he got let go from WWE. I got all the respect in the world right now for, for what Matt Cardona has done since he left WWE. I consider him like the hardest working man in show business. <laughs> um, he's done a lot and and he's done a lot for me uh, for his image to be changed i no longer see him as zack Ryder. i see him as matt cardona from what for what he's been doing um big ups to him and and look at poor brian myers he's trying to tag along <laughs> no disrespect to brian myers you know uh, i know he can go i know he's a great he's a good wrestler but uh matt cardona is the star here uh he got the girl he got the he's doing what he's doing you know He's he's doing it right. Um, up next is a match that I unfortunately missed, but apparently I didn't miss that much because it was all of seven minutes and 45 seconds. It was the Briscoes, Jay and Mark Briscoe, defeating the Von Erich brothers, Marshall and Ross Von Erich. I think at this point, because I was at somebody else's house and I was trying to watch it on my phone and I was on my way home at this point, so I missed this match. Um I need to go back and check it out just because I like the Von Eric boys. I think eventually they'll get scooped up by WWE and uh, the Briscoes for the love of God. And I know they'll probably end up in a, they're going to end up back in ring of honor. I think they re-signed with the ring of honor brand under Tony Khan. So they're going to have a rematch probably with FT. Oh, wait a minute. They had their match with FTR. Yeah, they did. Two out of three falls and they lost. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but um, you know, I, I'm just I'm a big fan of the Briscoes. I I can't say enough how much I've been a fan of those two, and it's a shame that they've never been on the, a big grand stage because those two guys, I'd say in the past twenty years, they're they're definitely top ten or even or even closer uh, in terms of tag teams throughout the years. They 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 are great and they still are. You know what I mean? Um. Jordan Grace defeated Deanna Perrazzo and Rachel Ellering. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I like Deanna, and, and and I like Jordan Grace to a point, but Rachel Ellering, certain, certain, uh, just certain people don't have it, and I don't think she does. You know, she's the daughter of, of Paul Ellering, who was a wrestler, and he was the legendary manager of the Legion of Doom. But I don't know. She was in the May Young Classic. I didn't really feel her then. I ain't feeling her now. And that's just me. There's no disrespect to the girl, but that's just my that's just my opinion. Um, then the main event. <laughs> like I said before, I Ric Flair looked every bit of seventy three in this match. Every bit, every bit of it. 
We got some woos. We got some, you know, some very slow strutting. We got uh, some very lackluster chops. We got a lackluster figure four. He bled. And it looked like he fainted in the middle of the ring and he could not move for a long period of time. It was actually very, uh, it was disturbing, really. It was, it was, it was, <laughs> it was sad to watch because I expected, I don't know what I expected. I knew Andrade would carry the match. I knew Lethal would carry. Even Jarrett. I mean, Jarrett's in great shape. I mean, for the love of God. The man is in... The vice president uh, or or the president of live events for WWE is in fantastic shape. <laughs> but uh, but Jarrett, you know, Jarrett still works. He works the indies. He was in GCW a few, like a, like a few months back, you know, wrestling Effie and... You know, he still does stuff. He's still active, kind of, you know. Flair, like I said, I hope Flair got it out of his system, you know, because this, he should never do this again. And in the promos, the promos leading up to the show were amazing. Everything about the buildup was great, except for the delivery in terms of that main event. And it wasn't Jared's fault. It wasn't Lethal's fault. It wasn't Andrade's fault. Ric Flair just is done. He's washed. He is the epitome of washed. He looks washed. He is washed. He's a legend. He's the man. He is one of my favorites. I consider him, for a long time, I considered Ric Flair the greatest to ever do it. And in some aspects, he is still. But, but damn it, bro. He looked like dog shit at the end of that match. <laughs> oh, it was so bad. It was so bad. Oh, man, that's not how I want to remember that dude, and unfortunately it is. And the thing is, here, let's not, let's not pretend he's tarnishing the legacy that he had with Shawn Michaels because he did that the moment he stepped in TNA. Okay, the, the, the greatest thing of him coming out of retirement after losing to Michaels... Okay, and he had a short feud with Jericho in WWE afterwards, and everybody thought when he was going to wrestle Jericho at the Mania after, but he ended up wrestling three other legends, uh, Piper, Snuka, and, and Steamboat, and if anything, that showed that Steamboat was still in great shape. Piper and Snuka, not so much. But um, <laughs> but everybody thought, oh, you know, Flair, Flair might wrestle Piper. I'm mean, not Piper. Flair might wrestle Jericho. No, it didn't happen even though he probably could have, and it still would have been a great match then. But then he saunters into TNA and has another few ma couple few matches. He had a few matches in TNA. The best thing to come out of that was Jay Lethal. That's the best thing that came out of it. Of his whole uh, coming out of retirement, that's the best thing that came out of it. It wasn't Fortune. It wasn't uh, that stupid gang he had with Hogan. Immortal. That was terrible. Um, none of that. It wasn't taking AJ Styles and putting him in one of his robes and trying to make AJ Styles the next nature boy. No, that wasn't good either. The only thing that came out of Flair coming out of retirement was Jay Lethal. And then what? Eight years later, when he brought Charlotte into NXT, when he was her manager for a little bit, that's about it. Flair has done nothing of, of note <laughs> since since that match with Shawn Michaels and then the Jay Lethal thing. Nothing. And I don't want to remember him that way, and I refuse to. I am not going to remember him because of this match. I'm, that's not going to be. I'm going to try to not remember this match because it was that bad. But. Like I said, if you can see me in video, in quotations, that was Ric Flair's final match. It better be, because damn. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, that was actually the main event of last weekend, because SummerSlam was on Saturday. So, just real quick to get through that, because like I said, this is not going to be a long show. I I, I think I'm going to be like another maybe 15, 20 minutes, and then we'll call it a night. Um... SummerSlam started with Bianca Belair defending the Raw Women's Championship against Becky Lynch. They had a 15-minute match, which was a good one. It was a very good match. 
Hits Becky with the KOD, gets the pin, boom, boom. She's celebrating. All of a sudden, Becky gets back in the ring, and this shows a sign of respect. Gives gives uh, gives her a hug. First, I think it was a handshake, then a hug. All of a sudden, Bailey's music comes on. Boom. Our first surprise of the weekend in terms of WWE. Crowd is going crazy. I'm excited because I've been wanting to see Bailey back for a while. Here she comes. It's like, wow, okay. All right, here we go. <laughs> Bailey's out. She's standing there. All of a sudden, Dakota Kai's music hits. It's like, huh. This is Triple H written all over it. Dakota Kai was one of the, the talents that was let go during that humongous line of people that got let go the past two years. <coughs> then Dakota Kai is there standing with Bailey, and all of a sudden, Io Shirai's music hits. Whoa. Now, the thing with Io Shirai, now known as Io Sky, I don't mind it, whatever. She's the, she's the what is it, the, the queen of the sky or something like that? It's fine with me, you know. Um, She comes down. Now, Io Sky was supposedly done... You know, in America, she wanted to go back to Japan. She wanted to be with her family. She's been away from her family for a long time. But I guess good old trips talked her back into coming talked her into coming in to the main roster. Look, I'm in charge now. You know, I can use you up here. You know, let let's let's do this. All right. So now they're like a little a little gang here. They said they get into the ring, they they get in uh, Bianca's face, all of a sudden Becky comes back in. And now Becky is a good guy, is a baby face now. All of a sudden. That's Triple H written all over it. Yeah. Then it builds into the night after, you know, Bailey and her crew, they beat down Becky Lynch in the back. She's going to be gone for a little while. She looks like she has a little injury. Good way to for us to miss Becky Lynch for a while, probably until the Royal Rumble. Which is fine with me. Which is fine. Give that girl a break. Um... Logan Paul defeated the Miz that had Maurice and Tommaso Ciampa with him. Logan Paul had another good match. I'm telling you, Logan Paul was not a good boxer. Let's just throw it out there. He wasn't a good boxer. Jake Paul is a way better boxer than... than if, if you consider any of them boxers, Jake would be the boxer, okay? Um... Logan Paul, I think, is a way better wrestler than anything else. He has a good, he has a cool podcast, um, Impulsive, which is pretty cool. Um, had some great guests on there. Triple H was his uh, one of his most recent guests, so I, w- I want to check that out. Um, and he had a great match with the Miz, a uh, fourteen minute banger, and 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 Logan gets the win, gets his revenge on the Miz for betraying him at WrestleMania after the match with the Mysterios. Bobby Lashley. Defeated Theory in four minutes. <laughs> and this was for the United States title. Beat him with the hurt lock. Now, I thought Theory at the end of the night was going to be the champion. I I had mentioned just give him the damn belt, call it whatever. I don't care. Now, my opinion after these past couple weeks is totally totally changed which i have the right to change my opinion on things depending on how the circumstances go (laughs) um so bobby lashley defeats theory relatively easily um the mysterios ray and dom defeated the judgment day finn balor and damian priest they had rhea ripley in their corner they had some help from a returning edge so edge came back and um, gave the Mysterios the assist, hit a couple of spears, led into the 619, a splash, a funky-looking splash by Ray, and they got the they got the pin on Finn Balor to get the, the win on, on Judgment Day. Edge came out to what, for me, sounded like a brood remix. That's, that's the song that I thought I heard. I, it it kind of sounded like a brood remix. Sounded pretty cool. Had the had the flames coming out from the ground. He came up like, you know, old school brood. Kind of had a Michael Jackson kind of look there, like thriller style <laughs> with the jacket and stuff. But Edge always looks cool. So I'm going to be ex- I'll be excited to see if they put Edge and Balor in, uh, 
you know, a clash at the castle. Maybe that maybe they could put that together. Um, Pat McAfee defeated Happy Corbin. Yeah. It's always good to see Happy Corbin lose because, you know, can't stand Happy Corbin. I, I, I never liked the character. And, uh, you know, Pat McAfee always puts on a good show as well. Uh, similar to Logan Paul, I think WWE hit the hit the mother load with two celebrities that can actually go. Because, <coughs> you know, sometimes they put celebrities in the ring and they're just bad. Logan Paul and, and Pat McAfee have put on some bangers uh, in the times that they've been in the ring. So, you know, I'm, uh, they like I said, they hit the mother load with those two. Um, the Usos defeated the Street Profits and Jeff Jarrett. This seems to have been Jeff Jarrett's weekend. Um, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett was the special guest referee here. Um, and they're leaning possibly to a, a split between the two Street Profits. Um, <laughs> took Patrick Mahomes number one. <laughs> oh, God, what a sucker. Um, but yeah, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I wouldn't want them to, to split up the Street Profits, but at the same time, Montez Ford is easily easily the bigger star you can you can make montez and bianca go go heel at one point and get together that'll be interesting um montez ford is is very good and uh i mean i like dawkins too but similar to crime time uh i think you know unfortunately you know rest in peace to shad gaspard but at the time jtg seemed to be the more um popular of the two you know in the group the more athletic the more popular of the two so uh but yeah we'll see how it goes and the usos you know who's next <laughs> they're like the goldberg of tag team wrestling right now it's like who's next <laughs> um Liv morgan defeated ronda rousey to retain the smackdown women's championship in uh interesting fashion um <coughs> she tapped as the three count went down, and it was like, okay, that's the way to keep Ronda strong, but needing her to take the L because they want to push Liv Morgan. Done it before. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> but, um, you know. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, and Liv Morgan started getting booed on SmackDown. You know, which should be interesting. We'll see how they develop her character. Uh, you know, because remember, Rhonda, when she started to get booed, um, her character turned. They had her character turn on the fans. Um, and uh, Liv Morgan looked like she wanted to cry. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think... I think um I think Liv Morgan will be fine. But uh looks like Ronda Ronda's character Ronda got suspended and now Liv Morgan is going to be challenged by Shayna Baszler who won a gauntlet match on SmackDown to challenge at Clash of the Castle. Um so main event time. The main event was so fun, especially compared to the main event that we got the next night. <laughs> Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar last time. And once again, I'm doing the quotations that I gave to Ric Flair. Every time Sutton in wrestling says for the final time or the last time. For the final time ever, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns um, for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship in a last man standing match. This match was very fun. Very fun. Brock Lesnar brought out the tractor <laughs> um you know so many dangerous crazy fun spots you know the usos got involved theory got involved you thought there was going to be a cash in but brock hit him before he could do it um Heyman got involved lesnar f5 Heyman's big ass onto the announce table um <laughs> it took everything but the kitchen sink to keep lesnar down Roman uh Brock even lifted the freaking ring with the tractor up in the air. He had Roman in the tractor and dumped him, which I thought that spot could have been much better. But, you know, 
it is what it is. Um, <laughs> um, like I said, it was just a fun, fun main event. It was a good show. It was the first special event or pay-per-view, however you want to call it, um, that it was under the Triple H regime, and I felt like it hit the mark. I felt like it was a good show, you know? Then um, after the show was off the air, I saw a video of Brock climbing up the <laughs> elevated ring put his cowboy hat on and kind of, you know, said bye to the crowd, you know, thank you to the crowd. Um, and this could be, you know, Brock could be gone for a little while. I say Brock will be gone till probably rumble time or even mania time. You know, I think triple H will use utilize Lesnar as how he's supposed to be utilized. And that is as a, uh, what do you call, an attraction. Lesnar does not have to be in the main event. Lesnar does not have to be the champion to help elevate a show. And I've said it a million times, guys like Lesnar, Goldberg, a lot of those old school guys who are still kind of in shape and can put on a, 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 a match, they don't have to be every week on the card. They don't have to be main event. They don't have to be champions in order to push the needle. They don't have to be. You know what I mean? Um, I felt the best way Goldberg was utilized in years was when he wrestled Dolph Ziggler two or three years ago at SummerSlam. That was the best. He was in the middle of the card going up against a a a uh mid a mid level heel at the time, and that's that Dolph is is he's he's a semi legend. That put him in legendary status. You know what I mean? Um, let's see here. But that's the best way for me to utilize those type of guys, you know? Um, so, yeah, you fast forward the next night, Monday Night Raw. Triple H's imprint is all over this show, too, with the push of Tommaso Ciampa. Okay? They had a kind of, what do you call that? Um, they had a series of matches like tournament style, they had two triple threat matches and the winner of those two triple threat matches wrestled each other and the winner of that match will go against Bobby Lashley for the United States title. The winner of that whole thing was Tommaso Ciampa. So Ciampa is getting pushed. Bailey, um, well, not so much Bailey, Dakota Kai, Io Shirai, is, is this... You know, this is all Triple H is doing. This is all Triple H, okay? Now fast forward to SmackDown, and I'm going to close out with this because, like I said, I'm not going to talk much AEW. Um, the only thing I really got out of the past couple of weeks of AEW is, um, you know, Hook. He's the FTW champion. That is pretty cool because that's the belt that his dad and his dad's character, Taz, made in ECW. He held that belt. Sabu held that belt. A lot of guys held that belt. You know, uh, no, no, I'm sorry. A couple of guys just held that belt. <clears throat> Powerhouse Hobbs turned on Ricky Starks. Now they're going to have a, a, a feud. Ricky Starks is going to be a big star. I can see it happening. Um, Hook got the title. Ricky Starks is going to be a star. Team Taz is over. Um, they had, like I said, they had Battle of the Belts. I didn't watch, but I'm assuming none of those champions lost those titles. Um, <laughs> um, and, and, you know, I'll watch some some more AEW down the road coming up, and, and my next episode I'll get into some AEW. But this was more to look at what WWE has done in the past week and what they're doing and, you know, what's coming up this week with Raw, SmackDown, and the shows under Triple H, under the Triple H umbrella. You know what I mean? Um, SmackDown. The big, the big return. I'm going to just go straight to the meat and potatoes uh, of it all. <laughs> Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre is the next big match for the WWE Undisputed Universal title at Clash at the Castle. Now, here's the thing that I'm most intrigued about, okay? Let's look at all the variables. Are we going to give 
Drew McIntyre, the big win over Roman Reigns in his neck of the woods. Do we decide not? Do we decide? Do we decide to beat Drew McIntyre in his neck of the woods? Where does the returning Karrion Cross fit in this scenario? Karrion Cross and Scarlett showed up two nights ago on SmackDown as Drew McIntyre was making his way to the ring. He was talking to Roman and the Usos. All of a sudden, the music hits. Scarlett, her silhouette, she's there up on the stage by the Titantron. Drew McIntyre is looking at her. Roman is looking confused. The Usos are looking like they're always ready to fight. All of a sudden, Karrion Cross comes out of nowhere and attacks Drew McIntyre. Beats the shit out of him. Just beats the dog crap out of him. Knocking his head all up, up, up against the, the, the steps. And then he hits him with his move, the you know, the hammer to the back of the head. And then Scarlet brings the hourglass, puts it in the ring, and flips it over to let Roman Reigns know that his time is coming. And then Karrion Cross looks at Roman and gives him the, the old tick-tock. Tick-tock. This has the NXT black and gold brand Triple H had. This is this is what it is. This is what it was. It's manifesting. It's happening. Now, here's the scenario. Does Clash at the Castle become a triple threat? Does Drew put his shot up against Karrion Cross? Cuz you know Drew's going to want revenge on Cross well before that pay-per-view. Where does Austin Theory fit into this being Mr. Money in the Bank? <laughs> There's a lot of crazy scenarios that could go down here. Um and it's like where what do we do? <laughs> you know what I mean? Where do we go with this? You know? Um it's very interesting. It is very very interesting. You know what can happen here, you know? Um but it's exciting. Triple H and his group of and his team um of of guys that are involved in creative. It's very exciting. You know, to see what happens here. Um hold on one second. Okay. And yeah, that's how SmackDown ended. That is how SmackDown went off the air and left everybody bugged out. You know, maybe Johnny Gargano comes back. Maybe Bray Wyatt comes back. Maybe Triple H brings a lot of these dudes back. You know, and 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 unfortunately for some of those guys who are 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 now excited but are under contract to AEW among other spots. You know. You're gonna have to stay where you are, <laughs> which is not which which is not a bad thing. Which is not a bad thing. It's a good thing because I I wouldn't say it's gonna be a wrestling boom period right now, but it is an exciting time. You know the and a lot of people are out there that think Vince McMahon one hundred percent is not involved. Still, you're out of your mind on that one. He still has fifty percent ownership. Uh, 50% stock ownership into the company. So yeah, creatively, he might not be involved, but you honestly think that man ain't on the phone with Triple H or, or whoever? It's his son-in-law. You think they don't talk? <laughs> of course. He still has influence over this company. And it might not be such a drastic, drastic change, but Vince is not there to block any potential things that you know triple h wants to do or 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 any up-and-comers that he wants to bring in or whatever he tried to do in nxt you know so like i said it's a fun time to be a fan right now let's see where it goes um it's exciting it's exciting you know uh raw is tomorrow night let's see if there's any fallout because we honestly don't know and and 
And I give all the credit in the world to to uh, Don Tony, who I listened to. Uh, I've listened to for a very, very long time. We don't know what show Karrion Cross just because he showed up on SmackDown. Don't mean he won't show up on Raw. You know what I mean? To go after Roman. If, if this is just a mission to go after the bloodline and to go after Roman Reigns, he can meet them anywhere. See what I'm saying? The bloodline is on every show. Roman's the undisputed champ and the Usos are the undisputed tag champs. Maybe it's a mission of carrying crosses to come after these guys, you know? Maybe he's not even after the belts. He's probably just after them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but we'll see where it goes. You know, it's an exciting time. AEW is doing its thing. WWE is is doing its thing. You know, it's a good time. It's an exciting time to be a fan. And, um, you know, Clash at the Castle. Then after that, yo, already a few months down the road, we're already at Royal Rumble time, man. And then that leads into Mania time all over again. And then we're back, you know. <laughs> so with that being said, um, oh, real quick. I know I talk. This is mainly a wrestling show, but sometimes I do talk MMA. And holy shit, that fight with Juliana Pena and um, and Amanda Nunez. Oh, my God. What what a mauling that was. <laughs> Juliana Pena took such a beating. Such a beating, but that girl is so tough. You know, I don't know if Amanda was messing with her. Like, you know, so she can punish her some more or, you know, it was just, it was just, you know, Juliana's that tough. What a fight that was. <laughs> All credit in the world to, to, uh, to, uh, uh, Juliana Pena. She took a beating and she kept coming. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, Amanda's just a monster. She's, she's the champ once again. And, um, you know, she's just a beast. She is a savage, and uh, big ups to to Amanda Nunez. She is the new bantamweight champion once again. And um, yeah, man, you know I'm looking forward to some more UFC fights coming down the road, um, and a whole hell of a lot of wrestling. So, uh, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. This is episode number sixty six of the Jay's Weekend Wrestling Podcast. I will be back hopefully this week to get into some more up-to-date pro wrestling things going down and um once again there's the sd podcast channel you can catch it on sd uh blog.com johnnypodcaster.com every single podcast outlet available that you can think of um and yeah you know guys have a great week thank you for listening enjoy and uh catch everyone down the road and um hold on one more second um, I'm just really excited. Um, I'm trying to check something here. Let's see. All right. There we go. <laughs> just putting my, my, my next pick in. So now I got to knock out this football draft and knock these punks out. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Catch y'all next time. Peace.